Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 50th episode of the Corey Walsh Podcast. I am your host, Corey Walsh. Today, we will be having on Tanner Kern to be talking about his trip with him and his cousin from Canada all the way back to Connecticut. And he's going to share us some inspirational stories. And let me tell you, he's got some really, really cool stories. This kid pushed it to the max, and he did it all for charity, which in a time like right we're going through right now with COVID, there's not many but people that are doing much better. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Tanner Kern. All right, and uh, coming back on the Corey Walsh podcast, now I guess our recurring guest is Tanner Kern. Welcome, Tanner. Hey, Corey. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it, and I'm uh, pumped to be a recurring guest on the show, man. You do a great job with your show. Oh, thank you. And same to you on your podcast, the Tanner oh, Kern podcast. <laughs> um, so since we last spoke, Tanner has embarked on a gigantic journey that actually brought him some pretty uh big news uh, you're on some pretty big news networks i'd have to say you're kind of fa- the most famous guest we've had now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about famous but i'll, I'll take i'll take the compliments <laughs> uh so tanner do you want to tell us what you uh embarked on most recently yeah so it's actually funny the last time we spoke you know I, you asked me what was next and i really had no clothes like thinking fall marathon or you know some sort of ultra marathon you know, everything's been canceled with COVID. And I actually recently had a guest on my podcast named Scott Jenkins from the UK. And he went on this crazy run, you know, a few years ago from Canada or uh, Connecticut to Austin, Texas. And I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. How'd you do that? And I thought, okay, what can I do to help? And he did it all for charity. So I went for a walk after that podcast and I'm like, all right, I want to do something big to help people because of COVID, you know, and difficult times and all that. So I said, all right, let's run from Maine to Connecticut. And then that didn't really work out. And then we decided on let's run from Canada, like the border, and let's run down to Connecticut. And then we ultimately picked uh, Food Chair, which is in Bloomfield. So we ran to their location. So we ran Beecher Falls, Vermont, Border Crossing, um, which is like right in the triangle from Canada, uh, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And then we ran 260 miles down, uh, straight down to Bloomfield, Connecticut. So it was, it was a long journey. Glad it's done. But uh, pumped to be on the show talking about it. Yeah, that's probably like the most insane run anyone in this COVID time that I know of would even remotely try to think of doing. And uh, it has to be something that obviously takes great mental strength to power through. I mean, you, you did about like 40 miles each day, right? Yeah, so I think the first day was 46, the second day was 35, and then it was like 40, 40, 35, 35, and then 28, 29. You know, like going into it we were trying to load heavy in the first part of the week you know we were gonna go 46 43 41 but like after that first 46 mile day i was like all right i can't think of running 40 miles tomorrow so we dropped it to 35 and then built up a little late in the week but yeah it was it was uh it was a lot of running but um got it done so that's always good and you know we we found a way that was that was the whole theme of the trip because you know it was just about finding a way to get it done you know we wanted to get 260 miles in that was you know the route but we said all right it's not going to be how we originally planned it but that was okay because in the end of the day we finished we're we're healthy and we uh helped a lot of people oh yeah definitely for sure so you ended up teaming up with food share actually with your money being raised but in the beginning it just seemed like you had oh each day that passed like your money almost like doubled in what you were donating that must have been just a whirlwind for you just seeing how many people were supporting you in your efforts 
Yeah, it was amazing. I can't thank everyone who donated or just even wished us luck on the trip. So we started out, we were getting, you know, a good amount of money. And I think it, we were right around, you know, $2,000. And then I got a, uh, I got contacted from, let me just make sure it was the right channel, uh, channel three. Um, and then Scott Massey, he went to Xavier. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. So he, he works for Channel 3 now, and he sent me a message saying, like, we'd love to get you on the on the, on the uh, TV and do a special on you, you know, leading into the run. And then we were about three weeks out, I think, at this point. Uh, so, you know, that happened, and we ended up getting a lot more money there and a lot more exposure, too, which was good. And then, like, the next week I get a call from the people at Food Share who are amazing. Can't thank them enough for their support along the way. And they a uh, anonymous donor agreed to match everything we made up to $10,000. Uh, which was, you know, I, I, I was speechless when that happened cause it just showed, you know, there's so many good people are willing to support people in these difficult times. And, um, that helped too, because, you know, then every $500 turned into a thousand dollars. So yeah. we were able to, you know, I think people were more willing to donate when they knew their, their money was double, but right now, you know, two weeks after the run, we are up to about $16,000. Um, and, uh, we got another week and then, you know, hopefully we'll hit our goal, but we've done, you know, it's been amazing what we've done so far. Yeah. So how did you end up deciding to do this whole trip with your cousin? Were like, did you always plan on the YouTube doing it or was it like once you said you wanted to do it, he just like jumped in? Uh, well, so he really got me into running, you know, back in, uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, 2019, uh, Disney marathon weekend, he ran the, the marathon. I ran the 5k and, uh, that was when I really found running. I really got into it. And so obviously, you know, it was, it was good to get to share this, this journey with him. Now he is an ultra runner. He's put a lot of miles on his legs. Like compared to me, I, I'm a scrub compared to him. He is, <laughs> he's an amazing runner. I mean, he's done a 580 mile month just for fun. Like the, the guy's sick. He's, he's, he's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, so as soon as, uh, I knew I was doing this, I contacted him like, Hey man, you want to go? He's like, yeah, any day, any week, any time I'll be there. So yeah, it, it was really special to get to share it with him. And, you know, for the most part, we, uh, we got along the whole way, which was good, you know, cause we we're on our feet 60 something hours. So it was really good, uh, to get to spend all that time with them. Now, a lot of the, a lot of the run was in silence. Just, we were just getting through the pain. Uh, others yeah. was, you know, we had some great conversation too. So really fun week with him and you know him and and as well as my dad yeah i don't think there is any point in my running uh like time i've ever been running where i can actually hold a conversation (laughs) well (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy it's like i you know i usually i I mean i run with people a lot you know prior to covid and i use but i always run with headphones like if i'm not running with someone i run with headphones i know that's cheating in the running community among some people i don't care i need it um and uh Yeah. And, uh, so I, we didn't use headphones at all the whole trip though, which was crazy. I, I, you know, I brought them, I charged them up. Like we probably no more than an hour a day and we were on our feet, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. So that, that was the craziest part for me just about, you know, just embracing the pain and embracing the, the whole surrounding that we were in because I didn't even need music to get through it. Yeah. Uh, I totally could not do the same thing. (laughs) I can't go through like a six mile run without having my headphones on. I'm the same way now. Like just, just getting back, and I did a couple runs the other, you know, the past two days. And it's like I, I like I don't. I think back to the run. I'm like, how did I not use headphones for this? But yeah, it it just happened. And you know, I think maybe it was just the focus we were we had to get through the run. Who knows? 
Yeah, it's probably like a, a meditation type deal where you just like zone out and then you just try to reach that runner's high and just go. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. For what, sure. What are the other sins of running? I had no idea that headphones would even be considered. Well, you know, I, I didn't know that was a, like before I kind of really got into running. But yeah, I've had people on my podcast that say like, no, I never run with headphones, never run with headphones. Or I've listened to podcasts, never run with headphones, it's cheating, whatever. But, you know, it, it, I don't think it's cheating. You know, it's just about covering the distance. However you need to do it, you do it, you know. <laughs> That's just like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can just imagine it too. Just like. Just like, oh, man, only wimps use headphones. Yeah. You just got to let nature be your music. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a wimp then. Who cares? I'm a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> I think after this run, I don't think anyone could say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so um, yeah. what um, what was it like on the drive up? Where is it just a lot of thinking like, oh, God, am I, kid, am I ready for this? Or, You know, the craziest part about it was like, so my cousin got, he lives in uh, York, Pennsylvania, so he got on train he spent all day on the train he got to essex around um like four o'clock and then we just headed up there so we didn't get to the hotel till probably 10 o'clock that night um but we were just having fun in the car ride up like you know we were enjoying it but my dad kept like piping in like because he was our crew chief couldn't have done it without him can't thank Mm -hmm. him enough um but he was like piping in you guys know you run this whole way back you guys know you run this whole way back and it really (laughs) wasn't getting to me like we were just really excited about the opportunity but then the next morning, so we, we stayed in uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire. It might be Lancaster. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked to some New Hampshire people. They said I was pronouncing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but so we uh, then we had to drive another like 40 miles up to the border. on. Uh, we started on a Friday. So we started on a Friday morning, June 12th. Uh, so we had to drive another 40 miles up. And that was when it really started to get to me. Like then we were kind of getting out of, you know, we we're getting into country, very like farmland you know, mountains, all that stuff. And we get to the Canadian border and we take the picture in front of the Canada sign. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> we're, we're doing this now we're doing this. So, um, you know, it's still fun. I still, it really didn't hit me till I'd say that first day when we're like, okay, we're 46 miles in. We're only, uh, we were like at, uh, 20 something percent of our trip. I don't, I don't know. Remember the math, but that's when it really started to hit me after the first day. But until then I was pretty good. Um, but after that first day, you know, you're sore, you're tired. You're like, wow, we got six more days of ultra marathon. So that's when I would say uh, laying in the hotel that night, talking to my mom, I'm like, this could be hard. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, I was just thinking, I'm like, what was the next highest run you've ever done that 100 miles you did just a few months back? Yeah. And then, so that was like, I kind of equated it to my weekly mileage. So the highest I'd ever done in a week was like 110 and that was during that hundred mile split. So I did 60 on a Saturday and then for 60 on a Friday and then uh, 40 on a sa- uh, Saturday. So like I was kind of going off my mileage, but that was again, all on track, like all on a uh, quarter mm-hmm. mile track. So it's definitely a lot softer on your knees. And that was another problem I had on the, the pavement and the concrete. Like it's hard pounding on concrete all day long. Um, yeah and uh pounded on roads and stuff so like even at points in the day like if there was like a little dirt path next to the road like i was trying to stay on that just to save my knees a little bit yeah i was i just feel like it has to be so like it's gonna after like two days it's like kind of like when uh college players go to nba they hit that wall like yeah. around like when the co- the end, college season would end i have to feel like at some point in your run you're just like all right i'm going off no experience now this is all just brand new territory and it's definitely got to be just so daunting mentally and not and obviously physically like you said given the terrain is so much different 
Yeah, because you, you have no clue what you're running on. That's the thing. Like, I think uh, it might have been day 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 four. Day four was my worst day for sure. Um, you know, we were, I was battling all day. I had the worst shin splints I've ever had. You know, my going into the run, my Achilles was bothering me so much. Mm-hmm. So I had like an Achilles brace. And then I after the first day, my Achilles didn't hurt anymore. But I think I took so much pressure off my Achilles. I put it all in my shin. So then my shins were killing me. Um, you know, I went through, I went through multiple packs of KT tape. It's meant to stay on for three days. Like I'm like, I need, I need to put it on every day just to keep that extra strength. in. um, so we're on day four, brutal day. It was a 40 mile day. Um, and this would be like our last, uh, 40 mile day. So, you know, I was pumped about that, but you know, you're still only, you're only, you've only just climbed the mountain. Now you got to come down. So we still had a long way to go. We were at mile 23. Um, we're climbing up a uh, big hill. Earlier in the day, we had to do a three-mile climb up and then a three-mile climb or a three-mile descent. That was killer on my legs. And then, you know, a few miles later, we're climbing up probably another mile. I get to the top, and I am just – I'm done. Like, I can't put any pressure on my left leg. Um, mm-hmm. And luckily, my dad was up there in the uh, the car waiting for us, you know, to change socks, whatever, change shoes. So – I like limp to the car. My cousin's like holding me. I'm, I'm like, he's, I, you know, I'm around his neck. Like I'm getting carried off a football field after an injury. Um, sticks me. I get in the car. Um, they're like, all right, let's get ice on it. Let's get the KT tape off. Cause at that point, like you couldn't even see my skin. I had so much KT tape on, which probably wasn't good. Definitely was cutting <laughs> off my circulation a little bit. I was just like, I was like wrapping it in every certain direction just to, just to, you know, allow my legs to, to hold up. So get in the car. I stick my, uh, I stick my leg out the window. We pull the KT tape off my blisters. Blisters was terrible too, but you know, that's, that's expected obviously. And then we get, get ice on, get ice on my shin and I'm sitting there and my dad, my dad was actually on the phone with my mom and she's like freaking out. (laughs) My dad's freaking out because you know, like we're doing this basically unsupported. I mean, we had him, but like, we don't have any professional medical attention. You know, we don't have anything. Like I literally felt like I broken my leg, could not put any (laughs) pressure on it. Um, so I sat there and, I'm like, my mom's telling me on the phone, you know, like, like any mom would, she's like, you can quit. Like you've done great so far. You can quit. And I'm like, <laughs> like, that's not what I need to hear right now. So I get off the <laughs> phone with her and I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes with the ice on. We feel sorry for myself. Like I'm going to, I am going to embrace this. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to be like, F this, F that. Like I can't do this, whatever. But after 20 minutes is over, it's time to go to work. Um, so then I, then, you know, as we get close to that 20 minutes, I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. But then I started thinking about David Goggins and I'm like, all right, what if I could pull this off? Like, what if I could get this done? Like, this is going to be some story, no matter what happens the rest of the trip, if I can go 17 more miles without being able to walk, like it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be one for the book. So, you know, we get up and my cousin was great at this point. I mean, he was helping me. He was he was uh, acting like the uh, the trainer. He was icing me, you know, stretching me out, all that stuff. And I, he tried to stretch my uh, foot back, and it, this pain just went shooting through my leg. Right when I was about to get up, I'm like, oh, yeah. like. Thanks so then, then we, yeah, thanks for that. But you know what? I needed it. it. It woke me up a little bit. So then we just start walking, and we're like, all right, let's just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, because it's going to be, you know, we were we were already moving slow this day, but you know, we had we still had 17 more miles. It's no joke. So keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. So every time we'd see my dad, I would just keep moving. And my cousin would like refill my water bottle. And eventually I think, you know, we probably walked for two, three miles just trying to get our, get, get my legs back underneath. And then we just took off and we were, 
we were running our best throughout up to that point i think we ran our best besides the first day in miles probably 26 to 35 we just we were flying and it was kind of like you know you got that uh, boost of adrenaline and mm-hmm. it was like an outer body experience because i couldn't walk 10 miles ago and now i'm just flying but you know 35 to 40 were definitely a little rough because the <laughs> adrenaline started to wear off but that was a magical day and you know we also got attacked by a dog earlier in that day too which was another day it was just a rough day overall but you know <laughs> the it was one the of the books yeah one day for the books but it's like we got it done um and then after that i'm like okay five six and seven like we're, we're gonna be able to do this we're gonna get this done even though there was still a lot of struggle the next few days yeah so i guess you could say your biggest regret is just really not having a camera crew to record this whole thing for your website <laughs> yeah we're going into it i'm like do we, we should get a camera crew this would be pretty cool and then all right all right we're working on a budget so it might not be <laughs> We're, uh, I'm already sleeping in a bed with my dad at night just because we only have access to two beds. Like, we're not going to be able to afford a camera crew. <laughs> dad, just hold this tripod out the window while you're driving by. We can just well, get yeah, to work. He, he actually got a video of us. Like, it was, we, you know, we, he would take videos on his cell phone, whatever, during the week. There's a video right after, and I watched it the other day, and I'm just like limping in so much pain. And, yeah, it was it's funny watching the videos that he took just going through the run because it's like we look like we are in so much pain and everyone who's like contacting me because I, I would post the videos at night and uh, they're like, you just look like you were hurting so bad. I'm like, yeah, you think? <laughs> I feel great. I'm on mile like 160. <laughs> I've never yep. felt better. Yep. Uh, is there any other uh, memories that really stood out to you throughout this? Yeah, so, you know, I, other than that, like that was the most pain I had been in. You know, I just want to share a few stories real quick. Um, it was day three and we were, I, you know, again, I was like the KT tape monster, man. Like I had it all over my legs. Um, you know, KT tape should do a, should hire me as a sponsored athlete because like I <laughs> was repping their brand throughout every single state in New England. But besides the point, so we're, we're running by this family, you know, it was like a, it was a grandfather, you know, his kids. And then they had young kids as well. They were like teaching the, the young kids how to ride bikes. So we're, we're walking up a hill and, uh, we see them and they're like, Hey, you got gin splints. I'm like, yeah, like you think <laughs> I got KT tape all over my legs with her. And, uh, he says, uh, Oh, well feel better and i'm like yeah we're running from canada to connecticut didn't even think about it they kept going and then we were on like a dirt path that day um for about nine miles and we saw him we saw that family like a mile later and he was like uh that's awesome like you're running from canada to connecticut i said yeah and then they start cheering us on we ran by then we see him another mile later you know because they're on their bikes they're moving <laughs> yeah. a little quicker and then they just they give us like 60 dollars, and i'm like this is amazing like wow. thank you so much and then my dad actually got a picture of them for the blog, and it was it was my blog at night that we recapped it. You can go see them if you want at com. but it was amazing. That was the, the nicest thing that anyone could have done, and, you know, we ran a lot better for the next few miles because of that. Uh, and then the last day, so much pain. Like, we, we were flying in the morning. We ran faster the first, you know, probably half marathon than – uh, we'd run all week long. And then, you know, the end of the day, we kind of fell apart. It was a 28 mile day. So we were trying to go really hard in the morning just to meet our time limits to get back to food share. Um, because they were like, what time do you think you're going to be there? And I think we said, you know, between two and two thirty. but on that day, we, uh, I couldn't walk like so, so much pain. And, you know, you're at the end of the trip. So you kind of let your guard down a little bit. 
Um, and I was thinking like, it's tough to finish football games like early in the day. Like it, just thinking back to my football career, it's so tough to finish a football game, even though it's in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, please don't let that be the case today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the last three miles, I, again, I'm running and this pain shoots up my leg. I like fall to the ground in pain. And then we got to get the ice and the stretching. We're only three <laughs> miles away at this point, but I am just like, I'm shot. I'm beaten down. I'm bruised up. And, you know, again, we kind of went through the same thing. I'm going to feel sorry for myself, but we're only three miles away at this point. So it was just find a way to get it done. And then actually Stonier, you know, the, the head yeah. track coach at Xavier and uh, Matt Conyers, who's the head track coach at Mercy, they ran the last like mile and a half with us. And we were running like 830 pace by the time they saw us. And we had been going so slow the last like the prior 10 miles. So just seeing them was amazing. And then pulling into food chair and, you know, there was probably 70 something employees there multiple tv camera crews so it was just a, it was a magical experience and i can't thank everyone who's at the finish line enough for their support because it really it really made the end of the week so memorable um and you know there were some hard times during the week but it was definitely all worth it to get to the finish line and see how many people were actually following our journey from food chair and just the support i got throughout the week on my blog and on social media and all that it was really amazing yeah did you um so were you just getting constant messages like throughout the trip through like your blog and social media sites or did you like, how did you see these? Yeah. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of messages on, uh, on social media, on my website and stuff, you know, it was good because yeah, I spent a lot of time on my phone doing the blogs and the website and the podcast and all that. So my, uh, my screen times definitely, when I get those notifications from Apple every week about my screen time, it's definitely a little disappointing. <laughs> um, but so this week I obviously didn't spend as much time on my phone. So I wasn't able to answer people like right away and stuff. Um, but yeah, just every night you just see like, like, uh, you know, a bunch of messages from people. And it was like, at some points I was just trying to get the blog up every night and then just go to bed. Cause I was so tired, but everyone who sent me a message, I got back to him and I, I, it was so, even if I didn't respond to it right away, I saw it and I was like, that's so nice. And it really powered me through to, every morning because you know you go to bed and you can't even sleep because you're in so much pain you know we would do an hour we'd wake up early and do like an hour of recovery in the morning just to be able to put ourselves in position to go run another 40 miles that day so yeah every message from people helped and i can't thank everyone enough for their support so i guess the question that you have to probably think to yourself is what what's gonna be next for you because now you've just reached this pinnacle and now everyone's it's just gonna be like when you have a hit movie what's next uh, you know, I, I, well, actually, we get to the finish line and the president, CEO of Food Share, within like 10 minutes, is like, hey, like, if you guys want to make this like something like this an annual thing, like, we love that. <laughs> this was great. And I'm like, I just need, I just need a minute, man. Like, give me a minute. <laughs> I'm glad you loved it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm glad you loved it. Like, I just need one minute. And my cousin's like, there. Yeah. Like, let's double the distance next year. I'm like, <laughs> shut, shut up. Um, We're going so, across the whole U.S. <laughs> just a yeah, bold I mean, proclamation. Yeah, there's I definitely have stuff in mind, you know, for this because this is fun. I mean, when you're running to help others, it really you really can't beat it. Now, you know, I'm still I was sitting there this the past few days. I'm thinking like, what is next? You know, I don't really know. And you know, with COVID, there's a lot up in the air. So I'm I'm gonna try to do a full hundred miler, like a trail hundred miler, probably next summer. I'd like to do it in the winter just to, but you know, with COVID, just to be safe, probably gonna book it for next summer. And uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there there'll definitely be some crazy cross country, cross the or down the coastline, something I don't know yet, but we're gonna do something next year for uh, a nonprofit, whether it's food chair or not. Um, 
And uh, my cousin will definitely be there with me because he's the the crazy one talking me into it. So, <laughs> or talking you into that cross country trip. Yeah, well, he we were talking on the trip, and he's like, "Yeah, this is just the beginning, man. Like, I want to run cross country. I want to run cross country." And I'm like, "Oh god!" Like, like people like not a lot of people bike across the country, man. Like he's like, "Well, like there's like 20 people a year that run across the country." I'm like, "All right, well, <laughs> all right, well, 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 let's 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 get through this one first. <laughs> My God, so, how long do you think that trip would even take? If it took you a week to get through, like what, like four, three, four states, three? Uh, yeah. So we were. It was uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, Mass, Connecticut. Yeah. So four states. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. That's. I haven't even thought about that yet. It, it probably take a little while. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole. It's a summer ordeal. It's mm-hmm. like a whole summer. So you know whether. You got, we got to get a lot of sponsors for that. Yeah. <laughs> I need a lot of uh, drive to do yeah. it. It must. That's what yeah. must be the easy part, though, about running for others is like because if you're running for yourself, you I feel like it's way easier to give up because you're like I'm not disappointing anyone other than myself. But if you're running for like that for like like food drive, you know that there's people that like are depending on you running. So that's obviously like the biggest drive you could have. Oh yeah, definitely. Like. With uh, you know, we got that match donor. I'm thinking like, all right, this is not gonna look good if we don't finish this. Like, <laughs> like you know what? Like all these people have donated already. We've got a lot of money. Like I didn't expect we'd get as much donations before the run as we did. I'm like, all right, like it's. I threw the gauntlet down, man. It's time to go to work. We gotta get this done. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it was a great experience, and I'm glad it's over. I'm already I'm looking into stuff next because you know I'm. Not as crazy as my cousin, but I'm definitely up there. Like I want, I wanted to keep challenging myself. But glad it's over. Glad I'm glad I'm able to talk about it, and you know, got back with no major injuries and able to help so many people. Like we were able to uh, provide over thirty thousand meals to people in need in these tough times. So it was it was a magical trip. Yeah, it sounds like it's truly an amazing experience, and what a time to have it in. I mean, like what you probably had probably one of the most positive experiences anyone's had in COVID. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I like I always believe like you got to make your own positive experiences, you know, like like COVID is it's a setback obviously, but like if you go if you went into COVID in worse shape or if you went into COVID and you're coming out of it in worse shape than you went into it whether it's physically, mentally, whatever, you you lost COVID because you know, this is a time where obviously there's, you know, people are losing jobs, there's not a lot of job market, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of access to finances out there, but you I made the uh, decision going into COVID. Like I got to improve myself in some way when this is all over. So, you know, I think I was able to do that, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, we'll, it, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So the Tanner Kern podcast is now on season two. So what really uh, stood out to you from season one of just being in the podcast space in general? And what were some of your favorite guests you had? Um, well, you know, I, I got to go back to the first episode with Chris Doe in here. I mean, he was, he was amazing. I just, I just love talking to that guy. So that was definitely, uh, that was definitely fun. We just had a, a yesterday, we had Mike Alino on there. Unbelievable story. Um, he broke his neck playing baseball in, in professional baseball. And, you know, now he's on the recovery, trying to get back into professional baseball. That was a good one. Um, you know, everyone was awesome. There were so many great stories from the show. Um, Colin McCarthy was an awesome one, um, because, you know, he has a similar story to me, you know, concussions ended his college sports career. Uh, but you know, I can't, you know, I, I wish I could name everyone right now because they're all worthy of a story, but 
it was just an unbelievable season. I love podcasting and, and I can't wait to get into season two and really keep bumping up the uh, inspirational stories for people to go conquer their dreams. Is there like a uh, wish list of people that you know that you're just hoping that you can one day have on as your podcast continues to grow? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm an ultra running like nerd. So, you know, early in the early in the show, um, I was trying to, you know, I, it, it was a lot of running early on. And I'm like, all right, like I want to do running, but also that doesn't appeal to everyone. You know, so I was mm-hmm. trying to get more. And I think throughout the season, we did get more, uh, you know, diverse people, you know, from different sports, different backgrounds, whatever. But running wise, I mean, I'd love to get Amelia Boone on there. I know we talked about her last time. I'd mm-hmm. love to get Jim Walmsley on there. And I'd love. My favorite ultra runner of all time is Courtney DeWalter. Um, she's amazing. I don't know if you know her. Probably not many people know her, if you're not <laughs> but she is amazing. That would be a dream guest for me. So, yeah, I'm going to send up some or send out some Instagram messages and, you know, maybe I'll get some responses. But who knows? <laughs> I can tell you it's probably the most daunting thing as a podcaster is to hit send on those and just be like, all right, I'm vulnerable and I'm out there. <laughs> and yeah, I'll, and I'll just wait. Your biggest like prayer is that you just don't see that they have the scene notifications on, so that way you're just like, ah, oh, they just are a private account. It's fine. Well, it's like throughout the uh, throughout the season this time, like you know, when some people don't, they don't follow you back, obviously, and so like I went through some uh, low lows to get people on the show. You know, I comment, <laughs> send them a message on Instagram, and then they wouldn't respond or they wouldn't even see it because they'd go in there like request, and then I'd be like commenting on their recent picture, like, hey, check your DM. <laughs> So, yeah, I might have to do that to get the – hey, you got to do what you got to do to get guests, though. Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a reason I have a lot of my friends on because they can't really <laughs> avoid me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I see you have, like, a clothing deal with Nike. How did that happen? Well, so Nike – Nike's not uh, – I'm just kind of getting their uh, gear. That's through BSN Sports. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I had the connection through Xavier there to get that store in place, which is cool. Um, also running for rabbit running apparel this year, which is going to be awesome. Um, they're amazing brand. So that's like my personal, personal sponsors. And then team Tux is a stock brand. Um, so I'm running for them this year, which is cool. And then my personal gear, I like Nike gear. So, you know, I picked all Nike gear for that store, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, people noticing all the runs we're doing and stuff. So it's been good. All right, Tanner. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug before we go? Uh, just Corey, thanks for having me on, man. It was great today, and just really want to emphasize how much uh, everyone's donations and w- uh, wishes for support on the trip mean to me. It was great, and also want to thank my dad because it would not have been possible without him. He went through a lot during the week, and I would say he was the MVP of the run. So, yeah, that's that's about it, Corey. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, thank you, Tanner, and uh, we'll have you on after your next incredible feat, maybe. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's in like a year. Hopefully, I have myself full time. <laughs> But thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. You too. All right. Thank you to Tanner Kern for coming on to the podcast and talking about his amazing journey. I mean, let's be honest. Who in COVID right now is even in the shape to do this? I mean, it's like COVID's now the new college. You got the COVID-15, basically. A lot of great stories. He's always has inspirational stuff that he's always willing to share. And I hope to have him on again for his next one, which he is also hoping is in like a year from now. So thank you guys for listening and uh, I'll see you next time.